day on Striving Double Feature Presents Howling 2 and 7-2, a minute-by-minute podcast covering 1985's Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf, and 1994's Howling, New Moon, Rising. How you all doing? I hope you're all well. Uh, we're going to dive right into uh, the, uh, the, the uh, what, what is, what, what episode is this? <gasps> it's the 13th, be careful, the 13th episode of, of this uh, lovely podcast. And we, uh, we left off at Howling 2, um, the one woman there who we thought was a werewolf is a werewolf, and she's called together her f- other friends who are werewolves, and, um, the one punk guy, Duncan, Deacon, do I forget his name. Got his hand cut off, or his arm pulled out, or something happened. And the other ones, the other three, two guys and the woman are about to start running, screaming from the werewolves. Listen to this. attack minute um i guess deacon is is dead the one guy who's fooling around with the gal has a box crate drop on top of him then he's pulled away the other guy runs out onto a roof and gets knocked off the roof by a werewolf falling to the ground right as the woman runs by and she gets splattered with his blood and that's that's about it but what i'm gonna do is because i mean it sounds like that might be exciting um but the tricky thing about it is we're one, they seem a little coy with the werewolves. We see um, like occasional close-ups of like snouts, you know, jaws and such, and we keep seeing random shots of the the one werewolf lady. Um, I could have sworn looked a bit different in one of the shots than like the makeup was different, but but I I, I could be wrong. And you know, it's the first big werewolf attack in the movie, and we're you know uh, thirteen minutes into the movie, and um, it's pretty incoherent, uh, which is odd. And it does feel like they're playing a little coy with the werewolves, almost like, are they werewolves? Are they? Like, that's howling to your sister's werewolf. Yes, yes, they are werewolves. Stop being coy, bring out the werewolves. And so what I'm going to do with this one, and I'm, I'm not going to go long on it, but we're, I'm going to go through and do something I don't do that often, but I used to do on my first minute by minute, one minute of Night of Horror all the time. And that is, I'm going to go through just sort of shot by shot. So it starts off, and the three people see the hand, the guy's hand. I think it still has the knife in it, sort of off in the distance. And let's see, that's the shot that opens the minute. And the shot that closes the minute is Deacon's friend there, the guy that got hit with a tube um, on the ground dead, or he doesn't really fall that far. He rolls, and I, I mean, I'd say he drops like two stories from there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why he's dead if he's a fit 
person and you know uh, i mean unless he landed on his back in such a way like he broke it or something or maybe he was dead before no he screams okay so so let's go so um you see the shot of the hand here we go and and a new song starts up by that band the howling band singing about sacrifices and things like that although it does really seem like the werewolves are just kind of effing around uh, then that immediately cuts to a shot of the woman screaming and running away from the camera with the camera um, looks like they got a wide-angle lens of some variety on it so it's kind of um, uh, steady camming after oh no it's steady camming after her and it looks like it's about to catch her and then we see um, yeah we see a wolf tearing at Deacon who looks very dead but we see the werewolf only very sort of briefly then we see the two um, other guys uh, looking, sort of looking, I don't know if they're looking at the hand, if they're looking, waiting for something to appear, if they're watching Deacon get killed, but like the one guy has hand up as his chest, sort of like, oh my, oh dear, oh, what is, what is happening here, these werewolves, oh my, and so they're, they're there, let's get out of here, another sacrifice just for you, and the one guy starts to run away, um, I'll call him, um, What's the matter, Vaghog? Can you see up? I'm looking at the. What's um, what's so matter, Vaghog? I've said that many times. It's this graffiti up on the wall. That's either some sort of code or written by someone who doesn't really know English. What's the matter, Vaghog? Yeah, okay, I'll go for it. Howling two, Vaghog. All right, you Vaghogs. Um, so so the one guy. Um, uh, Deacon's friend, we call him Deacon's friend, um, is running away, off into the distance there. And then the the other guy, dumb guy, is just kind of standing there looking around. We see a shot of our werewolf lady. Uh, I'm not sure where she is or what she's looking at. And then we see a crate pushed off a, um, a, high, a height, <laughs> and it falls on dumb guy. And um, then we see, um, we see, could see very vaguely something moving along like a walkway or a catwalk way up there that pushed push the crate off. Again, it's one of those great sort of rules. I don't know if it's what we call it, is it Rambo's rule or whatever it is, that um, if there are a hundred trees in the woods and Rambo is somewhere in the woods and the, the, the Viet Cong is, is after him and if, if, if they're all running through the woods the one soldier that stops to do something under a tree will be under the tree with Rambo in it and this is the same way that um, the, the, this guy is standing in the perfect spot underneath this catwalk although it doesn't look like he should because the catwalk is like up against the wall and he's in the middle of everything, but apparently he gets hit with the crate pretty good. And then it cuts to um, Deacon's friend running up some steps with the camera, um, uh, uh, steady camming after him. And then the camera's in front of him, and it's a, it's a little confusing um, because when it cuts like that, it, it looks like it, I thought that it was cutting to the thing chasing him. But it's actually cutting to him running towards the camera instead of away from the camera. But but it's much darker when he's coming towards us. So you so you think it's they've sort of put it in the shade like they have with a lot of the werewolf stuff in the in the minute. And so it's confusing. And then you see Dummy um, under the the crate, and the woman steps up to him. You see some werewolf jaws, and then he's dragged away. Um, I don't know where you know he he is is dragged away almost like he's being dragged you know like into a closet or something and it's gonna slam behind him but he's like in the middle of the floor there in the warehouse. Then we get um, Deacon's friend running around, 
There's some great, great, look at that, those steps that he goes, what a, what a cool location this is. And he gets chased, and we get some good sun flare, and then um, the, the gal um, is storming through some doors and running and being chased. And then Deacon's friend runs up onto an incline uh, uh, on the roof, uh, sort of right up against the warehouse. I, I kind of like the way that that's set up. That I think we saw this sort of incline the roof when they pulled up to it. He runs up to it, and there's sort of a door that he tries, and then there's another door. And unfortunately, this door is a werewolf behind it. Again, again, the the rule of Rambo uh, right there. Or there are just a ton of werewolves in there. And and then we see like a, um, we see like a, um, like a werewolf jaw kind of coming towards us, kind of going chomp, 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 which is fun, almost like a Pac-Man coming towards us. Um, uh, howling goes to Pac-Land. I'd watch that. And then the guy, um, yeah, he does some rolling and yelling and then he hits the ground and somehow when he hits the ground his um his blood splatters all up and, and hits the um hits the uh, the woman who suddenly looked like Anna Paquin for a second and um so he's dead and that's the way the minute ends and I guess I'll that I mean it's a very confusing it's a very confusing minute. First off, I mean, well, I'm, I'm not going to go too crazy into it, but like, like this shot of Deacon being attacked by the wolf is very tough to tell what's going on. It seems it's it all seem it seems really half-assed to me, almost like 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 they had the warehouse like for a day, and they like the opening minute with the woman in it and her yelling and them standing around and getting things thrown at them that like took most of the day. And they were like, oh, crap, we only got a half an hour left. Just run around and we'll chase you. Plus, it is very, very bright outside. I don't know how the werewolves deal with it. But anyway, that's uh, that's this minute of howling. Uh, your sister is whatever she's up to. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I guess that's three guys dead and she's still alive. And um, maybe we'll get some more Red Brown suit. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, but let's hop to howling seven. Uh, your sister is Clive Turner. We left with the priest and the sheriff still talking although it's at least 24 hours later than the last time we saw them that this having a long chat and the priest is about to tell a story something that happened 500 years ago hold on to your shorts they're about to fill up with excitement listen to this this is going to be a long story especially if you keep interrupting point taken late in the 15th century inspector the Vatican sent an Inquisition team to Hungary, near Budapest, because there had been reports of a werewolf sighting. The night before the team arrived at the castle, Count Shusko poisoned everyone, then killed himself and his wife. Of course, their deaths were seen as an admission of guilt, and without exorcism it meant that the evil still prevailed within the castle. The Inquisition believed that Satan had taken the castle under his protection. They ordered the castle to be razed. Three times they set fire to it, but each time the fire went out. After that, no one would even walk in the shadow of the castle's walls, let alone set foot inside it. The bar actually made a little profit, considering... We get a little Pappy and Harriet right at the end, considering we're going to have some good gaggage in the next one, which we're really going to love. I thought that whole minute was going to be spent with the priest and uh, the... I keep I keep wanting to break in the, um, into a little chamber of uh, 32 doors from Genesis, uh, the priest and the magician. Um, 
the priest and the cop. I thought the whole minute was going to be with them. It's like I told you, isn't it? Isn't it weird that like, like they've got such a he's he's trying to tell such a long story, and convoluted story, and yet it's like it's like Clive Turner. You know, he 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 was a supervising editor. It's like they started editing it, and maybe he was like, every minute we have to go back to Harriet and Pappy and get a little gaggage. And then we can go back to the story. But Clive, you've written the most overcomplicated. So you you created a mythology from three movies that have no mythology to them, you know. And 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 you you can't keep cutting away. You have to tell more of the story. The story you told doesn't have any werewolf in it. Come on. And it's it's weird the way too, because it's like every time they tried to burn it to burn it. And I was I, right there. I thought, well, it's made of stone. Maybe that was the problem. Every time they tried to burn it down, the fires went out. And now, no one goes there anymore. Well, we made a little profit tonight. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's just it's just so weird. Um, not not that it's funny. Not that the um, I like the cop. The priest is just something. There's something off about the priest. He looks like. Um, I don't know. He laughed. I keep thinking he should be in a Benny Hill sketch or something like that. I don't know, but the I like the cop, um, bemused, and confused, and that's because the story keeps getting getting cut off every minute or two, and the story's been going on for twenty four hours. I mean, and there, there. I mean, there are some actual. You, you get in here. You get shots from the beginning of Howling Five, the rebirth. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I really would love a, a set of the nine Howling films. Uh, or the eight, I'm sorry, the eight Howling films. Why did I say nine? Um, are there, are there, is there another one I don't, Howling Reborn was the last one, right? I would love, I would love a, a set with, with, a, I mean, yeah, uh, as I, I know I've said this before, and I'm going to say this again before we're done, but you know, Howling and Howling 2, Scream Factory put out really nice discs of those, and I'm so ashamed that I don't have the Howling on Blu-ray, or America Werewolf in London, what's wrong with me? I have Howling 2. But I don't have the howling. What a douche. But I really would love it. I really, like, I've, I've said before, I'll say it again. I would have loved, like, if Scream Factory had done a set like they did the, 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 the Friday 13th set last year with all eight howling films and lots of extras and, you know, and, and they, could, they could just take their howling one and two discs and just put them in the set, you know, and they, they could be, um, you know, and you, you could order the set without howling one or two or with howling one and two. And then... And then what you would do is you would just, when your set arrived, if you didn't get Howling 1 and 2, there would be like, um, there would be, uh, the the cases would be in there, and you just take your Blu-ray out of the old case, put it in the new case, and boom, there you go. Wouldn't that be nice? They did that with, um, you know, the Genesis box sets that came out like 13, 14 years ago. What was it? Um, the uh, That came out when they did their reunion tour in 2007. There, there was a box set of all their, like the video concert films and videos they released and then they did one that was all their live albums and in each of them there was a blank slot with a piece of paper in it that said this is where you put um, you know uh, Live Over Europe 2007 which I bought separately and put in the slot this is where you put When in Rome you know the DVD concert from their show in Rome and I put that in slot and that's lots of fun um, I think that would be great with the Howling set oh I'd love to get a beautiful Howling uh, I, uh, I I've, I've said this before too but I think if if people were to actually sit down and watch, not piecemeal, not randomly, just watch good-looking copies of the Howling films, 
they're not going to be blown away. I mean, it's it's not like they're you know, it's not like they're going to watch you know the the Human Condition trilogy or something like that. You know, but I think they will see a very imaginative and a very fun series of films. Anyway. Yeah, the, the this sequence has footage from five hundred years ago of the, the the count or whoever poisoning everyone and then killing himself and his wife and they may or may not have been werewolves, and um, it is it is that is from Howling Five which I think was shot in Hungary in a castle, and Howling Five is I think a lot of fun is um, it's um, it's kind of I guess close to being a remake of the Beast Within, um, a I was going to say the AK but the AKA gives away the ending but it is a great aka i'm not going to say it there um um uh but it's it's sort of the beast within kind of thing where a bunch of bunch of folks are called out to this castle i forget why and then um ten little indians style they all start getting killed and they realize after time it's a werewolf and they have to figure out who the werewolf is before the final killing and we will see a bunch of clips from howling five as we go along here but that that was the opening and it is it is weird to see like we're cutting from this country western biker bar that exists as an actual standing place that still exists, and in between, and then in between that and two guys sitting in a room, and then we get this lovely shot in this, and it's it's funny to see the um, the the shot. There's a lovely tracking shot along the the uh, along the table, sort of with all the bodies and all the food. I could have sworn I saw some sushi. Were they eating sushi in Europe? around 1500 you tell me you tell me i could have sworn i thought oh that's some some lovely cut rolls looks like salmon uh, but anyways what was i saying oh yeah I, I do kind of like the um the the priest and the cops um uh relationship and point taken he's fine <laughs> i do like him i don't know who the actor is but uh, he kind of he kind of he kind of he rubs me the right way and I don't mean that in a naughty matter. You know, someone can rub you the wrong way. Well, other people can rub you the right way. I have been rubbed the right way by that guy. So, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this is, like I said, Howling 1 and 2 are continuations. With with Howling sort of being John Sayles taking Gary Bradner's novel, which I still am unable to get through, and making it kind of fun and... and lively with with Joe Dante, you know, directing. And then Howling 2 is following Gary Bradner's novel much closer, and I, I believe, and just going to Nutty Town. Then Howling 3 is just extremely odd. And then Howling 4 is a remake um, of... It's 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 a, it's Howling Four is a yeah it's a remake of is is basically Howling I've said this before but Howling Four is is not a remake of the Howling it is an adaptation of the Howling but much more faithful to the book than Joe Dante and 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 John Sayles version and and it's it's Squaresville baby it's certainly interesting to watch and you know you you gotta love. You know we're gonna we're gonna do the howling, but we're gonna do it right. Yeah, you know you won't actually really see any werewolves or anything until maybe ten minutes before the end, but we're still we're doing it right. And Howling Five, like I said, is kind of this fun ten little Indians. And Howling Six, I've only seen once. But I said before, I I remember it being really good. And it's basically a carnival and a vampire like captures a werewolf, and it's vampire versus werewolf. That's fun. And then Howling Seven, what Clive Turner tries to do is bring four and five which he was involved in making, and six together 
to give us seven. Um, and we're going to have to wait some time before we see exactly how he does that. But, but uh, you know, you're here for the haul, right? We'll, we'll get there eventually. So, yeah, so so they're beginning to tell that story. Now we're going to get, like I said, some gaggery is happening um, with the gang in um, Pioneer Town. And, yeah, let's wrap up this episode. <sighs> I got a little tired there. It's been a long week. Let's all rest, everybody. Let's all rest. And we'll come back next time for episode 14 of Howling 2 and 7-2. Talk to you then, too. Thank you.